Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. September 21st, 2020. A story about abundance, scarcity, and generosity. More progress on our journey through style. Cleaning up details related to a prior conversation. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Well, hi there. Hello. Yeah. I'm excellent. Good. Freaking amazing. You should be. It is a Monday, and it's good to be that way on a Monday. It's great to be that way any day. Well, that's true. If I may. Hashtag facts. Okay. I didn't realize we were hashtagging and things. Now we are. I left my list upstairs. Great. Unprepared. Once again. <laughs> Living up to my legend. <laughs> So today is the 21st. Yes. 21st of September. September. How do you say that in Spanish? Septiembre. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad we've established that. Okay. It is an awesome today. It is an awesome today. Yeah. It's been an awesome today. Mm-hmm. My awesome last couple days. Absolutely. If I'm awesomely honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do uh, any research, per se. I've not looked into what wonderful world holidays there may be going on or what events might or might not have occurred. Yeah. I opted instead to, after lunch, enjoy a brief 
siesta, as, yeah. as our Latin friends would call it. Mm-hmm. Our Spanish-speaking brethren and sistren. Right. Yeah. Which is okay, because we talked before that occurred, and we felt like we had a few things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got we both got to sneak in a little Sunday nap. Yeah. Sunday as we're recording, of course. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It was leisurely. Mm-hmm. It was. It was restful. It was. It was. It was restorative. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you're not going to take the lead, so that leaves it to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the three. Now, this is an uncharacteristic day. Oh, yes. And that there's three things instead of two that I'm mm-hmm. making a point of. So I'll do my best to keep all of my commentary to two-point synopsis. And, right. Or some exponential or multiplicative factor thereof. You are just like, you opened up the dictionary, you are flinging out the big words. Hey, you get into math, I'm a regular <laughs> language person. Words. <laughs> Sorry, I got you off the track of the big words there. I, I, I visibly saw you lose <laughs> your words there, yeah. so. I was trying to decide how big of a fantasy and lie okay. infested world I wanted to dive into and decided gotcha. it'd be best to let's just snorkel today. There's no sense in scuba. Okay. I'm, I'm tracking with you. Okay. I've got my snorkel. Let's go. All right. Well, the dogs are snoring. snoring. They are so bored already. They're snoring. Yes. Um, as it is actually Sunday, as we record this, we are fresh out of the church pews and Heard a homily, as you would, at a Catholic church. Yes. Uh, and that's where we went. Homily synonymous with sermon. Yeah. Teaching yeah. on the... On the scripture yes. for the day. Yes. And what? So typically on a Sunday, not typically, always on a Sunday, in fact, you have three readings. You have something from the old. You have... Uh, could be then second reading old or new, something in between, and then you have a New Testament reading, and there is a structured theme to those selections. It's not dial a verse. It's not up to uh, any individual priest to select what three verses to preach on, any of that. They, this is decided for the entirety of the church. It's yes. a common liturgy that we go through. Mm-hmm. And probably for the sake of our conversation here, maybe just go with the gospel reading. Okay, go for it. For today. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and read it, and it's, uh, we're not preaching at anybody. This hmm. is a a parable, which yes. is often how Jesus taught was through parable, through story, and they're valuable. Whether, I mean, even the people that would have heard him while he was in his ministry, uh, they could have walked away with having received great value from the parable, but not buying into things religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this is from the, the Gospel of, of St. Matthew from the 20th chapter. Uh, Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he going out, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. And he went out 
again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Then going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? And they answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you two go into my vineyard. And when it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started at about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, The last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I'm not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first and the first will be last. Yes. That's a really interesting parable, and I think it means a lot of things. Sure, yes. There's a lot to be extrapolated. Yes. There. Since you are now the master of the big words, <laughs> would you care to extrapolate well, I think that when this gospel, this uh, parable from the gospel comes up, there's different perspectives that people look at. There's certainly the uh, perspective of the um, the first laborers hired mm-hmm. and how they grumble for getting what they agreed to, <laughs> right. uh, for what they knew that they were going to get, and their perceived jealousy, resentment even. Mm-hmm that the last laborers got paid the same amount, then you, of course, have the perspective of the last laborers who are like, heck yeah, we right. uh, we worked for just an hour and we get a full day's pay. And of course, then too, there's the perspective of the vineyard owner who mm-hmm. is, uh, it's up to him to decide who receives what. It's his, it's his bounty to give. And um, so yeah, there's different perspectives. I'm sure you hear homilies and teachings and interpretations even of this parable from all of those perspectives and more. We heard one today from the perspective of the last laborers hired, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you take over for me. Well, I mean, rather than trying to to get to the points that were made within the homily, um, which, you know, if you walk away... And all you got was what was spoon-fed to you as the opinion of the priest who was presenting the message. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's certainly better than nothing at all. Sure. Uh, but I do think it's exceedingly valuable to examine it for yourself. Uh, there are there are moments for sure where the priest is acting in persona Christi, in the place of Christ, under the authority of Christ, but his homily is not one of those moments. Right. Sure. And so that means he's absolutely open to making a mistake, mm-hmm. to misunderstanding something, to uh, failing to present a perspective. There's also the grand possibility that where you exist in that moment in your life, that perhaps the, the message that you need to hear most isn't the main points that he's focusing on. Maybe it is. And that's great when that happens. But Mm -hmm. sometimes 
you got to be a big boy or a big girl and read it and think a little bit. Right? <laughs> yes, definitely. I want to. I want to read and think. <laughs> but you, you got to do a little bit of that. And yeah. so I like to, when I'm being disciplined enough to be a big boy and do that, I like to to really... So I appreciate, I appreciate greatly in the same vein of thought that we're literally presented with three typically relatively short passages. Mm -hmm. It's not, well, here's an entire book, here's an entire chapter, here's right. a, a huge thing. It's not, here's a bite-sized piece that you can kind of ruminate on right. and roll around and think on. Mm -hmm. So that, and then to do so in the fashion that you really think about things from each of the participants' perspectives. Yeah. In, in, including and especially what's left out. Right. Uh, to me, that's oftentimes the more rewarding piece because it's like the final chapter of the novel. Yes. You, you walked away with three quarters of everything done, but there's that one perspective left. And for the mm -hmm. completion of the wisdom there to be available to you, you got to read the last chapter, right? Even if it's the Lord of the Flies, you should read it all the way through to the end. That's right. Yeah. And hold your tongue until you have the conch. That's right. In the book, not right here. I wasn't telling you <laughs> to shut up right here. We don't have a conch. We have a coffee cup. Yes. One cup. We don't. No, we have two cups. We actually have an abundance of coffee cups. What if we had a conch-shaped coffee cup Ooh. and whoever got to talk was the one that got to sip coffee from it? Oh, man. Why don't it's we a have lot of that? Pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Okay. I don't know how to attach a handle to it either. And they look like you'd have to hold it just right or it'd just shoot right through the... The conk could just be a, a coffee slide. <laughs> we got way off track here, didn't we? We did. <clears throat> so all of that being said, are there perspectives within this that stick out to you in this moment that you that you liked, disliked, thought about differently, or even just for the first time? I think that for the first time, I did not immediately dwell on the first laborers, the ones who come back with resentment of like, hey, wait a second, that's not fair. Wait just a damn minute. <laughs> exactly. They got redneck about it. Well, they did, they did. I think in the past I have been drawn to that perspective as somebody who has been uh, practicing the faith of Christianity since I was a child, mm -hmm. that sometimes as we think about like, who will inherit the kingdom of heaven? What does it mean to go to heaven? Mm -hmm. And thinking about people who make like a deathbed conversion, as opposed to those of us who followed the rules, damn it, our whole lives. That's right. That's right. Tried to live morally and went to confession and all the things. But for the first time, I was really truly drawn to thinking about, first of all, the last hired in the sheer joy and like, what? Are you mm -hmm. serious? Like the true sense of shock and just overwhelm of gratitude they must have felt. Yes. In yes. being rewarded with the pay that they got for when we came in at the last minute, you know, just like feeling undeserving of it and yet right. being so richly rewarded and really thinking about um, the vineyard owner. And that's not somebody that I've never really thought about before. Indeed. Indeed. I liked considering all of this through our recent meanderings through a better understanding of abundance yes. versus scarcity. And, you know, you can, it's like children's play to sit and assign that here. Uh, 
the first group would have definitively, in the moment they were seeing someone else awarded, in their opinion, unfairly, because they'd worked fewer hours, they were feeling this tremendous scarcity. Yes. And very competitive. Competitive. And ugly about it. Yes. Where, in fact, as is pointed out by the Landover, look, we contractually agreed to exactly the rewards you got. You have literally no complaint. Yes. You're getting exactly what you enthusiastically signed on for. Yes, 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 yes. And then the last group certainly experiencing just insane abundance. Right. Just, and I think that's probably the the abundance we appreciate the most because honestly, the first group got abundance as well. Sure. They got exactly what they needed. Yeah, exactly. And the, the last group did, but they, from an earthly, a fleshly perspective, they had not done anything so that in their mind they deserved that's so true that yes. full pay. That deserving piece is what really stood out to me today. We spend no time on the middle group. Well yeah, that's true. Who knows? If they were even they're just like eh, six and a half and one and or whatever. <laughs> six and one, half dozen and the other, whatever that phrase is. Yes. Um yeah, win some you lose some. We're we're going out even yeah. today. Yeah. Um, it is interesting to me that the last group that was hired, they were there in the place where people went to be hired. Yes, they, they weren't sitting at home. Right, they weren't at home. They showed up mm-hmm. not knowing. I'm sure it to I'm sure that in conventional wisdom, especially if you're thinking on the competitive plane, to show up at the end of the day looking for work would have seemed foolish. Well, they may have been there all day. They could have been there all day. They this landowner have... hadn't seen them. Maybe they were floating through the market. We don't know. We don't know because it's not our culture. We don't know exactly how this all played out. But at the time that they were hired, they were in the place that they were meant to be <clears throat> in mm-hmm. order to be hired. And so, yeah, they weren't at home. They weren't, you know, doing any other number of things. They had the willingness. Right to work and to participate in what was uh, going on there. And so that has really been encouraging to me as we've been thinking about this thing of um, working, thinking in a certain way, Mm -hmm. acting Mm -hmm. in a certain way, doing work efficiently, ordering your life so that you are ready to receive abundance, um, practicing a lively gratitude, which I'm sure that they felt when right. they got there, when their abundance came to them. Right. I'm sure there was a very lively gratitude for that. We have to assume these are, so these are all, for this culture, these are all working class people. They are all the same type of employee, yeah. which would suggest that they're all very similar, if not exact same socioeconomic class. Right. Live the same, dress the same. So this would indicate then Everybody's need mm-hmm. is more or less identical. Everyone needed a full day's wage to right. be able to afford yeah. to pay their rent, to have clothing, food, take care of their families, all of these things. And that this is the provision, mm-hmm. the abundance and the provision that's available is for everything you need. Yes. Whether you happened to be grinding it out all day and through the heat mm-hmm. and everything, or if things didn't go as smoothly and you didn't get hired at the beginning of the day, the provision is still there. And the effort, as you pointed out, was there. They were present. Um, it's just really, it should be a peace-bringing concept. It is. 
It really is. The, uh, another perspective that I think is really interesting is if you go back, and this I think this is valuable after you've really thought through things, to go back and read again and read it like you don't know what it's going to say. Mm -hmm. Look at the actual words and, and consider what's being said. Mm -hmm. And the very first line of the parable is the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who did these things. The kingdom of heaven isn't like the servants or rather the employees. The kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who is providing in abundance for all of these. Yeah. And interesting as well that he did so in a way that allowed each group some modicum of dignity. Yes. It was right. not a handout. Right. It was borderline with the last group that worked one hour and mm -hmm. got a full day's wage, but it, it still permitted them to feel good about themselves. Like I'm, I am capable. I don't have to be treated like a baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on in that yeah. today. Amazing how that works. It is. Now, one of the perspectives that was shared in the homily was this perspective that we don't deserve. Mm. And this was especially in looking at the third group or the last group, rather, there were several groups within mm -hmm. it, the last group, that this was something that we don't deserve. And this is a, not an uncommon theme amongst all of Christianity and, and potentially cross-religion as well. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not as familiar with the others to know. Mm -hmm. And I really think that there's some cheap thought in there to cling to that in as wholesale of a way as seems to be done. Because I can certainly agree, and I think anybody who has, of their free will, made a decision to, to be a Christian, to be involved with this, they recognize, uh, if they've been introduced appropriately, correctly to this, there is a recognition that there is something being given to us that we don't deserve. Right. But I think the waters get really muddy at that point, uh, that it's not clearly broken down to say, well, the thing that you're getting that you don't deserve is this invitation into a covenant relationship with the Holy Family, mm -hmm. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Blessed Mother, this actual true family. Right. Uh, that's, we don't deserve, and certainly there's some things around salvation and what that is and eternity in heaven and all of that and the price that had to be paid for that to occur. But once you are a member of that family, in our case, adopted into this holy family, well, and, and I think also very powerful as you consider these things is to know the culture of the day. Mm -hmm. And this, so looking at, this is Israelite culture. Jewish culture. They were all Jews until Christ died and was resurrected, and that's truly when Christianity began. Mm -hmm. um, and within Jewish culture, if you adopted a child, that child became the greatest beneficiary, outweighing greater inheritance than would have been your firstborn son, which would have normally been. Really? The thing. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a commitment on both sides and that covenant different than contract is 
a binding of family. It's an exchange of persons. Yes. I am yours. You are mine. Yes. That's why marriage also is a covenant. Mm -hmm. That's why also marriage uh, is the, that kind of exchange of vows and exchange of people. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And when you look back, if you have any famil familiarity with um, medieval and even older Oftentimes, warring nations, there would be an arranged royal marriage when two groups couldn't get together, couldn't get along, needed to ally themselves one to another, that this, this marriage, this exchange of persons created a familial bond between the two that was an obligation to each other so that what was exchanged was also what was not formerly deserved mm -hmm. by either one. But once covenant has been entered, you deserve at that point, not because of anything you did, but because what the other person said, this is now yours. Yes, exactly. And if you think about it in the context of family, you know, there is this, the natural law, the natural order of things dictates that parents give to their kids. They take mm -hmm. care of their kids, that they, um, you know, that they provide for them. Right. And what so, kid has earned? Exactly. To the contrary, they're really good <laughs> at making sure they act like, I don't deserve any of this. Give it, give it, give it. Right? Yes, it's true. As I'm sure... That has to, we have to look like that to God on occasion. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. Sometimes it does seem like kids are, especially when they're little, they're just like a drain of resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet there's something so instinctual in the human person to, that if you see children who are neglected right. and abused, you naturally are angered by that because that is not how family works. This may be the last common ground that America shares. Exactly. Is that... So far, we don't we don't tolerate the mistreatment of children. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, this idea of only receiving of just being non-deserving, and even though we are inside this covenant of relationship with God, with uh, you know, mm -hmm. through Christ in Christianity, you could even you could even draw some diagonals over to the formation of our country and however imperfect and flawed the people were who who set out to build our government and our constitution and and rights and however imperfectly that was implemented and how long it's taken to kind of shape and, and correct some wrong thought processes even still if you go read the actual language of these inalienable rights mm -hmm. within the Bill of Rights, these are very Judeo-Christian principles, and and they're right. And it is a very, it's, it's the same concept here. These are the things you deserve, and not because you did anything, but because you are created, because you are a child of God, ultimately. This would have been their Christian flavor on things, mm -hmm. that you deserve this, and that's... That's where I think we often, we collectively being Christianity, often we get swept away in this negative perspective of things. And that's in no small part due to influences uh, like Martin Luther, who took the perspective that we were a pile of crap and that salvation was basically throwing a clean blanket over the top of it to hide the crap that we were still crap. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not, that's not accurate. Right. 
as I would see it. Yeah. I would argue with him. Bring him on. Bring it, Martin Luther. So, yeah. Uh, very, very uplifting, very, very strong, very powerful, very abundance look at things. If you like to hear the gospel every day, I know I say this all the time, but I highly recommend the Hallow app, H-A-L-L-O-W. You can go in and you can do just five minutes, Lexio Divina, with the daily gospel. It's a lot faster than listening to us. Yes, it's just the gospel. It's just some guided prayer and you're done. But truly, you could do five, 10 or 15 minutes actually with the daily gospel. Uh, it's really good. It is. little, little it shot is. of the gospel to start your day there. So, And it's it's... My experience, at least with it, is it isn't like you're being Catholicized every time no. you pick it up. It's very yeah. generally Christian. And for that matter, even if you just appreciate some of the psychology yes, uh, within what exists in, in Judeo-Christian principles, that it's, yeah. it's palatable. You can get past any parts that feel like, I don't want to convert yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's good stuff. It is good. <clears throat> All right, so that's on our mind for sure. Yeah. What else? Let's talk about clothes. You've gotten to enjoy some fruits of your labor that you've been putting into research, reading, mm -hmm. formulating in a very methodical way this image of style that you want to build out. Yes. I think it's highly probable that no small number of people who have thus far listened and who will continue to be listening to this are probably not full on and throwing in their phone as they scream at it, um, saying, of course, you idiot, it's like the basic building block. Well, the thing is, nobody ever taught us right. the basic building blocks. And so it feels very Nancy Drew to be discovering some of these mysteries that have eluded us yes. for these many years. Nancy Drew being old. Yeah. Mystery novels for those of you not as old as we are. Um, you know, Agatha Christie. Huh? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you, your very first appearance on Sort of Awesome, our uh, main podcast, mm -hmm. you did an episode on how to dress a man, and you really focused because this was your wheelhouse at the time right. on more of the dress clothes, like the office attire mm -hmm. and those types of things. This go round, and I think you still feel pretty confident about the oh yeah the basics that you have. Learned I've, I've learned things kind of disjointed, out of order, and because the way I look at things is typically so. Let's let's get finite. Let's yes. beat out the details so then we know how to exist in the middle of this space. Yeah, I absolutely am beyond comfortable with my knowledge of business attire and right. sneaking into the bottom edges of formal. Exactly, exactly. This go-round has been more, you kind of looked at yourself and you realized, I'm wearing graphic t-shirts and um, cargo shorts, basically, <laughs> in my work day every day. And you wanted to kind of grow beyond that. And so right. it's been a re-examination of, hey, I work at home, but I don't want to dress like a surfer dude every day. Right. If I get a surprise, I mean, I do, but if I get a surprise phone call or whatever, or I have an appointment that day, I don't want to have to stop and completely change wardrobe to adjust for. I want to have a fluid right. wardrobe where literally, if, I, if I'm understanding this right, if I do it right, something like that occurs, then unless it's really a requirement for a true business 
suit mm -hmm. that all I might have to do is pull on a layer or just change one piece right and I am I'm good to go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not you know, I'm not wearing the clothes that I could go work on the plumbing in but that's not part of my normal every day either right that would be the opposite extreme where hey I would have to change for a suit or I do need to change into the pants that I've got that hang down really far so that my crack shows so I can be an actual plumber. <laughs> we all know that's a prereq. Most of your work days do not call for that. That's right. So really, really digging in and recognizing, again, something that likely all of you have known is that there is absolutely this foundational level of basics. Mm -hmm. um, and understanding what that is and then trying to... What's the word I want to find here? Not justify, I guess justify that with what the retail experience is like when you physically walk into a store. Uh, no doubt that part of the reason this all seems so novel and amazing to me is because this isn't what it looks like to walk through Dillard's or Nordstrom or Macy's or wherever. Yeah. What's up front is not the foundation. No. In fact, there are a lot of stores, there are a lot of brands that make nothing that is a foundational piece. Right. And so if you're, if you're approaching things as we have for years from the perspective of, well, certain labels theoretically indicate the level of quality we need, so we know that at least, let's go find these labels. And then unfortunately, those labels carried nothing in the basic. And so I literally looked around and had a wardrobe pretty much devoid of any of the basics. Right, because it was like, well, let's either just walk into the store or even go on their website and they'll tell us what to wear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, that and they're makes, liars. Well, and if you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to be more involved in the fashion or the trend side of things, that might serve you well. Mm -hmm. But if you want to put together... Um, Getting a FedEx delivery yes, on Sunday. Delivery. What on this earth is happening? Go to church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Um, okay, sorry. That, that totally made me lose my train of thought. That, yeah, instead of the whatever is on trend, because here's how things have changed over time. It used to be that department stores, like let's go back to like the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. era, department stores would have... There are four seasons of clothes, and they would be their fall, winter, spring, and summer collections. So even going back further than that, there may have just been like fall and winter, mm -hmm. spring and summer. Now, the seasons, there's like 16 seasons through the year in terms of the shipments of clothing. Right. It's consistently just moving trend after trend after trend through um is for, for shoppers to buy. Again, it's this planned obsolescence. It's this idea of acquire more, more, more. Instead of, okay, it is getting ready to be cold weather. What what are the basics, the essential building blocks of, of clothing that I can wear and be comfortable, be weather appropriate? Um, and it has nothing to do with trend in the sense that for the most part, what you wear this fall, you could wear in the fall, maybe five years from now. Right. Some things may change, like the cut of your pants may come Very in Very small out. degree. Yeah, a small, a small degree. degree. And this depends if you're living within style or fashion. Right. If you're living within fashion, then yeah, I wouldn't count on those skinny jeans being right. popular a whole lot longer. Exactly. Um, just like back in the 90s, those super crazy baggy 
exactly. pants were only hot for a time. Well, but they're back in now. Ish, in both instances. For ladies, they are. Okay, in both instances, though, and for men or women, if you choose the classic iconic style, yeah. you're still appropriate yes. in either time exactly. with that same pant. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that's where the real strength of all this is. It's overwhelming to look at a website, to flip through a catalog, to walk into a store. It's, it's literally walking through the store felt to me like if you were half drunk trying to make your way down the Vegas Strip and you knew where you were going, but all the crap and flashing lights in your face. And it's just by the time you even get close to where you were hoped, hoped to have been going, you're exhausted from all the stimulus. And you just, you either buy stuff that you didn't go there for, which is I'm sure is their intention. Uh-huh, yeah. Or you surrender and crawl out of the store feeling your way because you're blind at that point. It is definitely a sensory overwhelm experience for sure. But so you did brave some stores. I and did. picked up you again you, because you knew what you were after. Starting to know. Yes. Still learning. Starting to know. Starting to know what you were after. You had more of a laser focus. Mm -hmm. It really served you well to go and especially with pants, jeans and pant variety. Those can fluctuate and vary so much from brand to brand, cut to cut within a brand. Mm -hmm. You went and, and did some trying on, found some things yeah. you were really pleased with. So a, a line of, several lines of thought that have been. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Instead of fighting, they're now dancing together oh. in my dungeon nice. brain. Okay. Um, one is that, and this is an old principle for me from coaching, that when things get hectic, return to the fundamentals. Yes. And beyond, beyond even just returning to the fundamentals, which would be your basics, to say, well, okay, there's how many hundreds of different pairs of pants and jeans and stuff? I can't count them. Probably nobody can. Mm -hmm. So who... Who does this that's been around forever? Mm -hmm. Well, Levi's has pretty much been around since day one, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so I would have to assume that because they've been around that long, because they were here arguably first, and they're still here, yeah. that means not only did they build the right thing to begin with, that they've also ebbed and flowed as necessary. Evidently, their product must still be good, so to keep things simple, I went out with the purpose in mind to identify exactly what style number and what measurements of Levi fit my body. Mm -hmm. Not trying to pick somebody else's pants. Right. 
It's never a good practice. Don't pick anyone's pockets. Don't pick their pockets. If they've got a wedgie, leave them alone. It's not your job to help remove. There's an old joke about that. Guy came home with two black eyes. Yeah. And his wife said, well, you know, what the hell happened to you? He said, well, there's a lady sitting in front of me. And we stood up and she had a wedgie. So it reached up and I pulled it out for her. She turned around and punched me. I figured she wanted it there. So I pulled it back up in there and she turned around and punched me again. So a lot of good life lessons to learn in there. Yes, indeed. Just through the joke. Don't actually try it. Don't do it. You get not. worse than a punch nowadays. That, yes, that's rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let everyone's wedgie be their own. Or not. However that goes. So anyway, yeah. I figured Levi's, go find out what fits. And I did. Can I tell you, speaking of Levi's and wedgies, Levi's has a cut, a style... Yes. Right now, I don't know if they do for men, but for women, they have a style called wedgie. This doesn't surprise me. There's also, you've, you're making my mind go crazy now, <laughs> thinking through all these things. Everyone should go to the YouTube and they should look up Peekaboo Wranglers. <laughs> there is a Saturday Night Live skit that Will Ferrell and others yes. are involved in. It's fantastic. That is a good one. I have not actually seen a pair of Peekaboo Wranglers in the store. Okay. Thankfully. Uh, I probably would have bought them in a moment of weakness. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yes, there are wedgies that grossed me out when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I go to... Uh, I'd gone to the mall, which is... That's not a thing I do. No. I'd gone to the mall. I kind of know roughly who carries what yeah. ahead of time. And so, I went <clears throat> to Macy's because... At our mall, at least, they seem to have the widest selection of styles mm -hmm. of Levi's available. Mm -hmm. Went there, hunted through, man, the misery of multiple try-ons and trips back and forth to the deal. But I finally found both exactly the style and the measurements, waist and inseam, that fit. And the style the style impacts for men, I'm assuming it's the same as women. The, uh, the three factors is where the waistline falls. Yeah. Um, which ultimately then is also tied into the measurement of the rise. Yeah. Now for Levi's, that measurement is notated by a name rather than a number. Okay. So you have, uh, well, I say that it's notated by a number rather than the actual measurement. Okay. So they'll assign to a 501, which would be a sits at the waist. You have to you have to read the description to know, hey, with a 501, that means it sits at the waist. That means then by deduction that the rise is gonna fall within this range. And after trying on a few pair, if you didn't know ahead of time, you'll begin to know, okay, well, I need a pant that sits at, above, or below the waist. I figured that out, so now I can narrow down within the style numbers what to look at next. Okay. The next, Thing is going to be how much room you've got in the butt and in the thigh. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, within Levi's, that's going to be classified as uh, loose, relaxed, some, some word that tells you within the description, okay, that's how the butt and thigh fit. Mm -hmm. And then the last, the last thing we'll talk about basically from the thigh down if it's straight, that means it's the same circumference all the way down. Right. If it's boot cut, it's going to begin to flare at the calf to accommodate a cowboy boot, right. not other boots, mm -hmm. right? Because the cowboy boot's kind of a unique thing. Yeah. Um, is it 
taper, right? Which is ultimately taper is what's going to uh, uh, sits at or below the waist, and a taper leg is going to be what fits the kind of forever style. Okay. From there, again, you you suss through to see: Am I fuller in the button hip? Am I more slight? What's the case? So once you've nailed down your Levi's style number, and then you've tried on a pair or two to know, okay, I need this waist and this inseam measurement, you're golden. You don't ever have to go back to the store again unless your body composition changes and yeah. you need to retry on some things. Yeah. Uh, but for me and for any for any guy at least, I don't know if guys and women's numbers cross over, for guys, anybody that does have football butt or a more athletic lower body, the 541 is magic. Good. I'm so glad. It has also has the taper leg. Mm -hmm. So that's going to that's going to do wonderfully with whatever any shoe except for a cowboy boot. Okay. You're set. I'm set. And they did have available there. This is the other oddity at least of our stores here. You kind of have not ever the choice available just to get the good dark denim. Yeah. Which is the style piece is the dark denim. Yeah. Um, the fashion piece is some kind of wash on it. Yes. Um, thank goodness not Galaxy Wash anymore. I'm glad that trend left. You I'm sure it'll fast. return. Uh, hated those. Yeah. Hated, it looked like somebody spilled bleach, bleach on the britches. Yes. But uh, yeah. So you can, my choices were that, which is both far less formal, far less versatile, and honestly, a little younger than I am. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't have worked. Um, I can order those now. Yes. Because I know the style and the size. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. That's right. Um, excuse me. Belched like an ape. What they do, what they did have, what I did capitalize on, is they had one pair in... It's like a, a steel gray, a little bit of a, a blue hue to the dark grayness of it. Mm -hmm. And then they had a pair in khaki as well. Mm -hmm. And those are perfect because those can be very casual. I can wear those with a t-shirt, a t-shirt and a button down. I could go all the way tucked in. I can dress it up. I could wear it with a uh, unstructured blazer, right. all kinds of stuff. So it, it's like I multiplied yes. my wardrobe massively with those two ads. Yes, yes, yes. The, I think the biggest, some of the biggest realizations, did you want to add? I feel like I'm just rambling over the top. No, that's so good. I mean, I think it's so helpful too that that's such an iconic line mm -hmm. of jeans that you can also like, trust you know levi's is not going to be do, doing away with the 541 right you know that sometimes with other stores and other brands you can be like oh my gosh i finally found the perfect fit and then like next year they're nowhere to be found right right so or you've relocated and they're not available in your sure. region or yeah something. exactly less of a problem now that we have the interwebs right right right, right. still could be an issue but that to just to go back to thinking about who's been around for a long time who's not going anywhere mm -hmm. who's going to continue to uh have in production these that are the perfect fit for me who would have already catered to your body type exactly as unique as each of our body types are there's mm -hmm. millions of people that have it yeah 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 also, I would like to propose that we start an Awesome Today drinking game. Every time Kyle says, Belch like an ape, 
If everyone should drink. It's a little okay. inconvenient if you're watching this at breakfast. Or you're driving. Ready for the day or driving, but <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're driving, keep a mental tally of how many drinks you owe us. <laughs> that's fair, right? Yes. Keeps us legal? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay, yes, continuing on. I think another major, major piece in this, and it's one that I have to continually remind myself of, is that along with with the actual style and cut of these basic pieces, that color is a huge player. We all want, and it's right and good to want to express a little bit of our character and ourselves through that, but in terms of building the foundation, right. the foundation must be within a very limited range, and that makes it versatile. Yes. So you stick with black, white, gray, khaki and then maybe some soft blues maybe you know from name and by soft i mean not not electric yeah so a, a you know a deep deep navy uh light and faded uh, some of that but never like that electric royal i'm here to take over the company yeah. blue yes um and it's when it's exceptionally difficult when you're walking through a department store because that's not they know what people kind of Mm. are willing to pay for and mm -hmm. they've they've or would catch their eye would part them with their dollars more readily yes we're lured away from the basic right and so to stay disciplined within that for the building of of the basic wardrobe so that then later if i decide hey i've got all of this intact now i would like a pink Oxford cloth button down to occasionally spice things up. Well, it will go with mm -hmm. every one of those other pieces and innumerable outfits that I could put together rather than having a wardrobe full of all of those things so that when I do put something together, it looks like five items that are at war with each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it brings a lot of extra energy required into getting dressed for the day just to try to figure out what the hell do I do today? And this is the really the foundational belief behind building a capsule wardrobe is you have all of these pieces that are interchangeable mm -hmm. that um, you can mix and match and they're all going to look great together. It's like building out a capsule wardrobe for your foundations. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you, you can mix things up and express yourself. Even to me, I'm very, I love to wear black. I love it. It's what I, I just like it, okay? You can't stop me. I would not stop dream of arguing it. with me. I'm just kidding. But then with black or any kind of neutral, you can throw, especially I think women have the luxury of throwing on all kinds of accessories. Yes. Um, you can do scarves. You can do hair things that, that bring... Earrings, necklaces. Yeah. You get those pops of color in all kinds of places that... You can literally QVC yourself. Oh, man. We haven't even been looking at QVC. Right? I'm that's, go for, that's not the basic wardrobe. No, I'm going to go Build the basics on. first. I'm turning it on right now. No. Whatever, whatever's Stop up it. next, I'm buying it. <laughs> Great. We needed those figurines. <laughs> it's the nativity find... scene made of all animals. <laughs> you can find some quality stuff on QVC. But just I can. I would beg to differ. Can. Other people, maybe I can't. Can I tell you a story about PVC? Please do. I would insist. When you and I were 
newlyweds. Oh, hell. We were dorm directors at mm-hmm. the freshman dorm on our campus. That's a treat. Everyone should do that. <laughs> well, here's the even better part. So we had night guards. You guys, this was real analog technology back in these days. We had night guards who would come to our apartment every night, get keys to lock up, and then they would guard the dorm. Mm-hmm. These are heavy air quotes by sitting in the lounge. Right. It were who knows, doing what. They were supposed to be keeping an eye on things all night. Well, guess what? If the night guards didn't show up, guess who was on duty? Mm-hmm. Me and you. Yep. And so there were some nights. You would take that shift. Some nights I would take it. And in the dorm uh, lounge, this was uh, late 90s, for whatever reason, one of the few channels that actually had programming on at 2 in the morning would be the Home Shopping Network in, the, in QVC. Mm-hmm. And so to this day, to this day, whenever I come across one of those channels, I'm like instantly transported back to the lounge of the freshman dorm two in the morning and just like this is so boring we didn't yeah. have we we didn't have smartphones to keep us busy we didn't have right. a laptop like we were still connecting via ethernet plug-in and yeah. uh so yeah it was so boring but i spent many hours with the old qbc programming yeah. in the middle of the night you took us down this path one summer uh because we were poor and all of that uh, the dorm that that we were over um, also hosted summer camps. Yes. And so there were portions of the summer where we had no night guards right. necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. the summer camps were there, we had to have them. And we did not have the benefit of many students on campus mm-hmm. to fill that, apply for that role and fill it. So I took it for the money. Yes. And I worked the night shift all summer that year. Yeah. And what I figured out, much to my delight, mm-hmm. was that... At that time, Magnum P.I. reruns. Oh. Old Tom Selleck wearing the short shorts and the Hawaii shirt and all that. Fantastic show. There I, you I go. think I saw every episode made that summer. That's a whole aesthetic in and of itself. Yes, it is. And you can actually, you know, there's the the, the box clothing companies yeah, that yeah, send yeah. you, right. some of them do it by theme, and you can absolutely go find the Magnum P.I. themed oh deal. My gosh. You'll get the shirt, the shorts, the shoes. All of that. And the shorts are great if you don't mind your man parts hanging off the pant leg because they're pretty short. Pretty short, Mags. Wow. Okay. We went Is that the look path. you want me in? I, well, maybe off camera, off after. Just our, just our role-playing. <laughs> yes. Go get the, I can't get rid of the beard. I've got part, a part of his magnificent mustache. You do. You do. The beard will still be there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess, guess I can be Dirty Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're way off track. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, of yeah. that after having started with something spiritual. That's right. You and never know what you're going to get with us. Imagine how bad we would have been had we not started with something spiritual. This could really be an X-rated adventure mm-hmm. if it's not already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what else about basics? What do you, What are some things that you're either learning or being reminded of that you'd forgotten? Well, you know what I'm learning? I'm learning that you can actually wear black and black together. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To further indulge my love of wearing black. Hey, if Johnny Cash can do it and you theoretically have a loose relationship, then of course you'd love it. If you're new to Awesome Today, you may not have heard me say this, but I am distantly related. Yep. So family lore goes to Johnny Cash, Man in Black, it's my birthright and my destiny hey, to wear all Revel black. in it. Embrace it and own it. I'm going to. But I love this look. I see this a lot on Pinterest. I've been spending a lot of time on Pinterest just looking at 
different ways to put things together mm-hmm. and doing just like a really casual um, black long sleeve top, French tuck in with some very basic black trousers and like a white kid. Yeah. I yeah. was so surprised. I never would have thought to put that together. But I was like, that's so cute. I love it. You know what I've noticed? What's that? Now that, now that I have some, some beginnings of knowledge, mm-hmm. foundational pieces here, I'm alert to it when I see it. And I was overwhelmed last night. It was kind of a fun little adventure as I just watched a random show on Netflix mm-hmm. to look at the cast and be like, oh, look, that's, they're doing this and this and this, and that's why it works. And here's this. And, and to look even as the show would present it across socioeconomic classes and seeing right. each group because wardrobe yes. operates for the show, operates under yeah. strict guidelines to see each group representing the same classic style within right. the price range of clothing that fit their status. Yeah. That was fascinating. Yeah. The more you tune into like the design of, of things, it's a whole different layer of enjoying entertainment because mm-hmm. you appreciate the art that's gone into this. Years ago when Laura Tremaine and I were doing Smartest Person in the Room, in fact, in the first season, we she interviewed um, a guy who does set design mm-hmm. and hearing him talk about how he puts his designs together and like what it, where his inspiration comes from that totally changed the way I watch movies and TV shows to really think about the actual artistry that goes into the detail yeah. of creating a realistic set is really fantastic and so to think about wardrobing and styling for that is uh, it's a whole thing too for sure right. One, one additional piece that I would throw in is recognizing <clears throat> two potential ways, though there's certainly more, two potential ways to get into building out your basics. One thought would be to go in with full knowledge that you're going to do so initially on the cheap mm-hmm. with lower quality items with the realization that it's fine so long as I keep a replacement schedule yeah. that is in line with when those things no longer look prime. Right, 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 right. To the other side of things, that if I wish to go in at a higher level of quality, that does mean I'm going to have, I'm going to pay more up front, but I'm going to have a piece that lasts longer. And I do feel like there are a few brands out there mm-hmm. who've done the cheap end really well okay they've actually catered to the client Mm -hmm. in that to say yeah this isn't gonna last more than three months but it should look damn good for that time and the price is actually fair okay yeah what were you going to i was gonna say well and if you're buying if you're going straight in and buying at the higher price point to realize not only are you investing your money up front but then you're also investing care Mm -hmm. for that garment or Mm -hmm. that piece you know whatever it is um, to make it last as long as it's meant to yes. last. Yes, and as we discussed, I think yesterday or the day before, some of that certainly is within your control. Mm-hmm. And you have to make a commitment, but it's also very helpful to be alert to how much of that is outside of your control, a.k.a. two-year-old that's covered in slimy, right, sticky right, right. crap all the time and wants exactly. to touch you. Yes. If, if that's your station in life, then you're, you're going to love... Companies like Uniqlo, mm-hmm. that's a it's a good temporary piece. Yeah. And you won't freak out every time the kid wants to touch you and the third time he's ruined a shirt this month. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It's 
it's still a sustainable existence within there. And you right. don't, you don't have to surrender to, he's going to make me look like crap. I might as well just dress like crap anyway. And then you feel like crap and right. all of that. Right. Yeah. It is salvation for your mind. I think that's where I've gotten into um, a bit of a, a closet overwhelm and overload is because I have hung on to pieces that were not really meant to last for more than a season. Because he kept ruining them? No, just because like but, I, I would just hang on to him, not, not realizing, not making the connection. Like this was such a, okay, a okay. cheap investment, money wise and material wise. This gotcha. is not meant to last for like five years of wear. And so by the end of five years, it is stretched out. And if, of course, it may have stains on it, as uh, mothers often carry. But um, just having that very weird sunk cost thing. Also, just like not having the time or energy to think like, I need, I've got to do some shopping. I need to replace this. Mm -hmm. It's in the closet. It's like, well, it will literally cover my body. So I'll pull yeah. this out today. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, where we're at now is probably going to be selecting a mix yeah. of basics from stuff that we know this is going to be a frequent turnover, yeah. uh, along with a few pieces that we know this is a, a longer term, take good care of it thing. And what we're attempting to do for the sake of efficiency is identify um, a few makers that can be common to both of us mm -hmm. so that we're able just to make a always have back of mind a, a thing okay we know we can make more or less a bulk order mm -hmm. just for our own benefit of time yeah a bulk order from this place periodically and replace everybody's these items right exactly because that helps with shipping and um, those types of things if you can yeah especially with a family our size yeah you can consolidate yeah. down into one and further still, then when you run across, when you know your your staple brands yeah. that work for you, then when they do have a legitimate sale and not just on the stuff that's no longer appropriate for the season or right. the trend, you can take full advantage of that across the family. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So. All right. Good stuff. One uh, kind of transitioning into rural, the watch, read, listen, lifestyle, non-segment of the show. Yes. We don't have something for every category, but we have what well, we have a, a listen slash lifestyle and a watch. Is I have that a right? watch. What's your watch? I watched something so you don't have to, you guys. I watched This Is Paris, the Paris Hilton sort of documentary. What's it? What's the genre called where you make a documentary and it's all about yourself and you're the one that made it? Uh, yes, <laughs> that's what this is. What I was going to call it. I'll have to share off camera. It's probably not appropriate. Okay. Well, I did. It's on YouTube. It's like a YouTube original, which I guess YouTube is going to start trying to hey, everybody's, get on that track yeah. and making their own original programming. Which I know this is the difference in competition versus creation. Yeah. Somebody did a great job creatively, and now all the competitors are trying to That's what it is. redo it and capitalize on their success. And YouTube has played around with this model before. They used to have it under premium, like it was like YouTube Red, and mm -hmm. they had a bunch of their big-name content creators creating intentional shows for YouTube, not for their channel. Well, again, isn't this where uh, Cobra Kai... What's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that? Cobra Kai. Is it Cobra Kai? Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. yeah. Isn't that where that originally I, aired? I think so, yeah. So, anyway, 
This is Paris is the Paris Hilton documentary. And I watched it because YouTube has been insisting in the way that Netflix does, insisting that I watch it. You I surrendered. Sort of, I sort of dozed through it this afternoon, watching it on and off. It's interesting. It's, you know, I think she's done something that is very on trend for women her age to do right now, like Taylor Swift did Miss Americana, that doc documentary, bio documentary, what you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Jessica Simpson didn't do it documentary style, but she released a book, open book this year that is her memoir. And it's, I think these women who had both intentionally and unintentionally cast themselves as dumb blondes um, are opening up about who they really are off camera, the, the true essence of them. Mixed with a little bit of, hey, if you're not going to celebrate me, I will. Yes, basically. Okay. So, I mean, This Is Paris is interesting. I never found Paris Hilton to be that interesting of a character. It is interesting in the sense that you get a little bit of that behind-the-scenes insight. It is extremely slow-moving. The pacing is very slow. Got to stretch it out. There's not a lot of content. Got to stretch that's it. that's what it was. Yeah. That was interesting. Sounds like the upstairs collapsed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I watched it so you don't have to. You can pass on it unless you are Paris Hilton. Very interested. You'll love every minute of it. But if not, uh, go read Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book, instead because that is fantastic. Okay. I probably won't, but okay. I'll file that away. Yes. Um, mine is a listen slash lifestyle. It's listening about something that's okay. lifestyle. Yeah. So we... Several episodes back, we, we gave kind of rough detail and reasoning around uh, why, we, why we chose what we did for a diet mm -hmm. to improve our, our health and yes. the lovely side effect of body composition, all of that. Um, and that for us, that elimination diet falling into loose definitions of carnivore diet, mm -hmm. one of the leading proponents of that diet is Dr. Paul Saladino. Okay. And simply because I have searched and done some things online, YouTube is still periodically recommending to me stuff that sure. he's in. Sure, sure, sure. And today as I was, uh, it's actually just right after I woke up from my lovely little nap, I so I like to sleep in my office chair with my feet kicked up. Mm -hmm. I guess it feels like I'm cheating my employer, who <laughs> is me. So i got to work out my own psychology there. But yeah. Anyway, um, there, was, there was a snippet. It wasn't an entire episode. There was a snippet from his podcast interview with The Minimalists, which some of you may be familiar with. I had roughly heard of them. I don't think I'd ever heard anything that they had done before. Mm -hmm. um, it was good enough that I'll probably... Go listen to a few things yeah. and see if there's more content there that I might enjoy. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, the reason I bring it up is because he enunciated so well some of the things that I think I fumbled through trying to communicate and not sure that I did well. Um, in that little snippet, what he pointed out was ultimately oversimplified. Ultimately, yes, you can manipulate health and body composition via strict focus on calories. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the hardest way to do it. Yeah. That the next phase, a little bit easier than a pure caloric look, would be to go with either low fat, moderate carb, mm -hmm. or flip-flop that and go 
moderate to high fat and, and almost zero carb, mm -hmm. that either of those, yes, will work. Mm -hmm. and, and ultimately, the, the carnivore diet is going to be a higher fat, good glut of protein, almost zero carb. It's a, it's a ketogenic approach, but mm -hmm. it's easy ketogenic. And that, that being the ultimate perspective, you can do any of these in terms of putting them into practice. Carnivore is wickedly simple. Yeah. There is not much work to be done there. Right. But then secondarily, that it improves the experience along the way because it is the only methodology of diet that conquers satiety. Yes. Feeling full. Yeah. And, and you, know, you can apply this to a lot of different thought processes if it helps to make sense. If I wanted to go from Oklahoma City to Dallas, well, there are myriad ways that I could go about doing that. I could hop there on one foot mm -hmm. and I would eventually get there mm -hmm. if I were determined enough and it would suck. Yeah. It would be a terrible experience. Yeah. Especially, well, yeah, I, no need in going further with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I could, I could ride a bicycle. I could motorcycle, car, truck, semi, covered wagon, train. There's literally almost limitless numbers of ways. I could purposefully go backwards and circumnavigate the earth. There are a myriad of ways I could get there, <laughs> but why would I not pick the one uh, that's easiest, that is most enjoyable, okay. where I'm not continually starving to death, where I'm right. not all these things. And that's, that's ultimately what I was probably failing at trying to communicate about our experience with that is that, man, it's so easy. There's no, we're not weighing things, measuring right. things. We're not sitting up at late at night doing the mathematics on macros and then yeah. trying to plan menus and shopping trips that it's just easy. And, you know, like we shared in that episode, we've done all of that before. Yes. And so we've tried it. We've tried all, we've tried the hopping from Oklahoma City to Dallas. We've yes. tried all of the things. This is by far the easiest and truly the simplest mindset, like if you're hungry, you eat something. You eat. And if you're not hungry, you don't eat. You don't. And it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And with meat, you can um, fix a bunch of it mm -hmm. ahead of time. And yeah. Yeah. So. So that. That's good. It was a good, it was a good who's, listen. Whose podcast was it? The Minimalist? The Minimalist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Saladino has a ton of stuff. I don't know if his is daily. Okay. He has a ton of stuff. And I don't know if it comes out. Podcast. I have seen it. I've seen it uh, video yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. He, if you're interested in increasing portions of the science behind it, if you want to know why mm -hmm. it works and why other things don't and how some of the other things are very problematic, he's for the last several weeks, I think he's got a, quite a few episodes where he has talked about not just what we eat, but what our food eats. Yeah. And how. If you're eating food that has itself eaten the wrong food, that you can make your fat cells insulin resistant, which means then your fat cells are just desperately searching your system for more fat that they can eat and swell up, and it can really conquer an otherwise well-planned endeavor. Mm. And this ceases to be an issue when you are truly during the time that you're truly carnivore, but when you get to the point where you want to reintroduce mm -hmm. some stuff, which he's absolutely yeah. an advocate of, uh, that there's some guidance towards how to do that in a way that doesn't, or rather that does maintain what you've accomplished sure. rather than 
riding the roller coaster. Exactly. Which I think we all are tired of. Absolutely. They're fun when you're a kid. They suck when it's your weight. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Yeah. Any other nuggets for today? I don't think so. I think right. we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. It was a fun conversation. Thank you for visiting. With Thank me. you. And for the rest of you freeloaders, have an awesome today, would ya? Please do. Bye. Bye. Wedgies are personal. Tend to your own. Let others do the same. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.